Welcome to the CSL Olympia podcast. In this episode, you will hear an opening prayer, followed by a talk. You can learn more about us at our website, cslolympia.org. Blessings. As I know that there is one mind, there is one life, one heart, one breath, that is as close as as our very breath. It is that which permeates this entire cosmos, this entire existence. It is God, Spirit, Brahman, the Tao, but it also cannot be confined or restricted to a name. It is that nameless divine presence that is in, through, and as all things expressing as power, peace, beauty, joy, life, love, and light. I see it, I know it, and everything that I come across. It is in the coiling and undulating movement of the snake, the steadfast gaze of the perched hawk on the long arm of cedar. And in the comet streak across the night sky, this divine presence is and I am. All of these God qualities must exist within me as well, being that they are omnipresent. I am this embodied manifestation of this divine presence. There is within me the infinite potential for more realization of this life, love, and light. I live, move, and have my being in God, inseparable, indivisible. And so, too, is this the capital truth of everyone, the capital T truth of everyone here as well that each one is a ray of light emanating out from the sun, bringing forth light, warmth, and life, always expressing as the sun and never separate from. There's nothing that needs to be done to seek this divine expression outside of our embodiment. It is always in this infinite now moment. So using this awareness as the foundation, as the ground of all being, I speak my word for each one present here today that I affirm and know and declare for this community that each one has the divine recognition of their inner light, the infinite illumination, and that this light is a gift to the perceived shadow or darkness. This light carries forth and integrates everything that it touches into its luminescence. Just as the morning sun embraces the darkness at dusk, so too does everyone here allow their light to welcome and accept the entirety of their being. And I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this truth. I'm grateful for the opportunity to spend in this communion with God and communion with one another. I'm grateful for the law that operates upon this word with love and light. And so I release this word into that law, that creative medium, knowing that it is already so. And so it is. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. One of my favorite non-traditional songs for this time of year. I don't even want to call it a Christmas song because it's not. It's a light song. Uh, Because each of us brings our light to earth. And the light that we bring is the same light. The light that Buddha brought, the light that Jesus brought, the light that Muhammad, the light that you and I bring. 
is the same light. There's only one light. So breathe that in. You and I and all of us are light bearers, light bringers, light expressors, light dancers. Mm. And fortunately, the title, the title of today's talk is The Light of a New Dawn. I'd say it was a pure coincidence, but Brent kind of already knew that, and I kind of already knew that, and so we got together. But it's the light of a new dawn. And, and this whole month, we're looking at the journey of becoming. The journey of becoming. And the truth is, in one way of looking at it, there is no journey. We already are. The only journey is happening within our own awareness of becoming aware of who and what we really are. And so this week, we celebrate two festivals of light. This coming Tuesday, we celebrate the winter solstice. You know, in ancient times, it was thought that, that the sun died and was reborn at this time. Because to the observer, it was as it, it seemed to just wane and wane and be going farther away and, and life going out of it. And then it was honored as it started over again. It was born again. And so at the time, you know, the darkness seemed to become greater than the light. And so this holiday celebrates the awareness that no matter, the, no matter what the appearances, the light always returns. The solstice is, itself is about physical light, but it is also about metaphorical light, that light within. You know, in the, in the first creation story of Genesis, the first thing that God creates is light. And this is not a physical light because the sun, moon, and stars won't be created until the fourth day. No, this is the light of consciousness. It's the light of perception. It's the light of awareness. That consciousness, that light. And this light is within each of us because creation is built layer upon layer upon layer. That's the story of that. And, and as we become aware of that, we become, that's what we call evolution, it's so funny that people argue over, you know, evolution versus, you know, the Genesis story, where the Genesis story is the story of evolution, if, if uh, just a shorthand version of it. But the light within us is built uh, layer upon layer. The creation is built layer upon layer. And light is at the basis of, of the core of all creation. You know, quantum physicists will tell us the same thing. We can realize that both physically and metaphysically, we are light in form. You and I are light in form. When Jesus said, you are the light of the world, he meant it literally. And he goes on to say, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father within. The, the solstice helps us realize that our light dims, and when our light dims, if our light dims, when we turn from the source, and returns when we turn back to that ever-present source. How much in alignment with that infinite presence am I, is the question to ask. And the other question then is, and how can I increase my alignment? How can I increase my openness to this one source of light? See, the planet turns from the sun, the source, if you will, of light and warmth. And there's nothing we can do about that. In fact, we don't have to do anything about it. that. It's perfect just as it is. It's beautiful if the sun turns away. It makes certain things happen that would not otherwise happen. 
Our inner turning toward or away from source is something, however, that we can direct. And recognize that whether we do or don't, none of it's wrong. There's nothing ever wrong in an infinite presence of light and love. But we can have a different experience as we turn toward or turn away from the light. So how do we do so? We start to turn toward the light by connecting to our heart. Richard Rohr, Father Richard Rohr in his uh, essay, A Return to Devotion, says, we have to live a life that's connected to the heart. Otherwise, we get into head ideology, righteousness, opinionatedness, and insisting on the right or wrong words. All are ways of avoiding the heart and staying in the head. Breathe that in. And Christian D. Larson, in his book, The Pathway of Roses, which is the class we're doing next January, and I hope you'll join us for that, ties love and light together when he says, pure love sees no evil, no sin, no wrong. It does not live in the world of illusion or darkness. It is a child of the light and radiates its spiritual glory wherever it may be. Where love is, there will be light also. And neither darkness, sickness, nor sin can exist in the light. When we say love breathes through me, light breathes through me, that is what we're talking about. Can I let this love breathe through me? See, Jesus exhorts us that that, you know, previous thing to let our love, let our light, let our love shine and not to hide it under a basket, but to let it be seen, to move out of the separation-oriented consciousness of head intellect that has all its right, wrong rules and stuff, and spend more time in heart consciousness. Our light shines from our hearts. Head consciousness can lead us into the experience of separation, and justify that perception with lots of reasons and facts and data and other tools of separation. The heart sees past all that, and it goes for the light of underlying unity and oneness. Can we radiate from our hearts? That which is greater, it goes, the heart goes for that which is greater than and it's not darkened by the clouds of struggle based on false perception. And the perception, the false perception is that we must control life to be safe. That life itself is not safe. And so we must manipulate and control it and make it our way. And, and some of us get very adamant about that. When in truth, we must let go and trust life to live fully. Trust life, let life breathe through me, to let our light and our love shine. Ernest Holmes says, as the truth dawns upon the subjective state of our thought, it stimulates it into newness of action. Everything works from within out. As the inner light dawns, it delivers the outer life from bondage. Just as the returning sunlight will eventually move the, uh, move the earth into an experience of greater warmth and greater light and greater life, so will the light of truth 
within us as we allow it to expand and express more fully, free us from the bondage of sin and of sickness. Sin is just mistake. Uh, the idea that we've made a mistake, the idea that there ever could be a mistake, which is a mistaken idea. But it it moves us out of sickness, it moves us out of lack, it moves us out of limitation and the loneliness of spiritual separation. And so we're, we are called, and, and I love this time of year because it's such a call, this whole month of December is all about festivals of light, the enlightenment of the Buddha early in the first week, the, the Hanukkah lights, the, the whole month is a celebration of light in the middle of the darkest month of the year. And so our, we're called to welcome the light of a new dawn, both inwardly and outwardly, knowing that we have to first accept it within, and then it shines out. The solstice reminds us of all that. This week, we also honor the birth of the person of Jesus. And many of us already know that the birth stories of, of Matthew and Luke are just that, they're stories. You know, nobody really knows when Jesus was born. And, and the festival that was, you know, Christmas was moved here to uh, coincide and sort of override some of the uh, Saturnalia feasts of the Romans and some of the uh, uh, solstice feasts of, of the uh, earth-based uh, religions or, or spiritual practices. So they're stories, not to be taken literally, and yet they have archetypal significance. That's very powerful if we will get past all the stuff and look be below the surface. The birth I invite you to, to recognize this week is not the birth of the person of Yahweh or, or Jesus, as the Greeks uh, named him, but of the Christ consciousness itself. It's a reminder to deepen in the birth and the growth and the development of the Christ consciousness within each of us, the Christ consciousness within you and within me, within all of us. See, Christ is not the last name of an individual. But it's the universal idea of sonship or daughtership. It's the universal idea which includes all manifestations of the one. Meister Eckhart, who was a... a uh, 14th century Christian mystic said, God never begat but one son, but the eternal is forever begetting the only begotten. The eternal is completely always creating. God's son is not just one individual, but all of creation, including each of us. All of it is the son, if you will, the manifestation of the divine. And so it's the son begotten of the only father, not the only begotten son of God. When we turn that around and recognize that truth, God, infinite intelligence, infinite oneness is constantly creating, constantly begetting, constantly expressing itself. You and I and all of us are expressions, are the current expressions of, of that divine oneness. Let's take a look for a moment at that famous passage from John, the very start of, of the Gospel of John, where he says, the word, and, and the Greek first that is gnosis, which is knowing. The knowing was in the beginning. And that very word, that very knowing, was with God, and God was that word. God is that word. The life was within him, and the life is the light of men. 
and the same light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. That's from the Aramaic translation of the Bible, by the way. The light is the light of men. The life is the light of men. This infinite presence, this infinite source of life, is our light, our life. It is the source of all of us. The passage, this passage revisits the beginning, the opening of uh, the book of Genesis. The word, which is the creative energy, is identified as being what God is. And God is identified as the source of light, which is also the light of humans. We are that light embodied in form. And just as in Genesis, when God separates the light from the dark, the darkness cannot overcome the light. We can experience this literally by shining a, a light in a dark room. You can walk into a dark room, you can bring a, a candle or a flashlight, or if it's like most of our rooms, flip a switch. And you'll find out that the darkness is just simply the absence of light. There's no battle that takes place between light and dark to, you know, for one to overcome the other. It's just that which was waiting for, that which was in absence now is in fullness, is now an expression. We're never really in darkness, no matter how much it seems that way, because we ourselves are light. We are light. Say that. I am light. But just like somebody who can who doesn't know about electricity or how light works can sit in darkness in a fully wired room with lots of bulbs and wiring and switches and the whole ability to light up the room. But if they don't know that, if they don't know how it works, they're unaware that they have the ability to turn on the light. And so we can feel sometimes like we're in darkness. I bet you besides me, somebody else here in this meeting has at least once felt a little bit like they're in darkness. Because we've never learned or we forgot that we are light and that we can shine that light of ourselves anytime. And circumstances which seem like darkness have no real power over us because we are light. We've just been hiding under a basket. Ernest Holmes says, each partakes of the Christ nature to the degree that the Christ is revealed through him or her, and to that degree he or she becomes the Christ. That Christ nature, that, that light, that oneness, that love, that anointedness, uh, which is what you know, Christ literally means, the anointed one in, in, um, in Greek, we're all the anointed ones. The minute we were born, we were already anointed. The birth we celebrate at Christmas isn't just the birth of one individual. It's the birth of all of us because we are all the Christ. As we stop being hypnotized by the appearances outside of us and we turn to that presence, that light that is within us, recognizing that it is the only power, the one and only power in the universe, we consciously unify with it. This is a set of steps here that, that if we recognize that source as the one and only power, and then we consciously unify with it, we recognize, hey, that and I are one. We have to be one. If it's an infinite presence, there's no place to exist outside of an infinite presence. 
then we recognize we are, we must, we can only be one with and one of that presence because nothing exists outside of that infinite presence. And then from that place, that recognition, that unification, we declare our word, our creative power, the same creative power that is in God, to be the presence, the power, and the activity of this one in our lives. We express it, we direct it. We remind ourselves of the truth. And we speak that word with belief in its power because the law, the creative process, is the servant of the spirit. Ernest Holmes says, if we could stand aside and let this one perfect life flow through us, we could not help healing people. If we could just let it flow through us, we wouldn't be able to help healing people. This presence is the light that lights all. And we are the light. We are the Christ. It's not the light of a big ball in the sky, nor an individual born 2,000 years ago. The real light, the real Christ, is fully present right here, right now, seeking to express through and as each of us. Will you say yes? Will you say yes to that which is seeking birth through you? Will you become a mother? Will you become a mother earth that says yes to the light of the sun? Will you become a mother Mary who eternally says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. Will you become the birthplace of the light of the new dawn? This week, a spiritual practice to support that. Celebrate the light. Celebrate it. Notice it. Honor it. Celebrate the light. The light of solstice, the light of the Christ. Contemplate the pregnant presence within you, seeking to give birth or rebirth to light, to love, to joy, through and as you. Let your inner mother, your inner mother earth, your inner mother Mary, and we all have that, guys, we have a mother within us, okay? And, and a mothering nature. Let that say yes and receive the light and receive the Christ nature that we actually are. Say yes to the light of a new dawn. I want to close with a quote from Ernest Holmes. If one will have faith in himself or herself, faith in our fellow men, in the universe, and in God, that faith will light the place in which we find ourselves. And by the light of this faith, we will be able to see that all is good. And he has that all is good in all caps. And the light shed by this faith will light the way for others. We become conscious of darkness only when we are without faith. For faith is ever the light of our day and the light on our way, making that way clearly visible to us, even when to all others it may seem beset with obstacles, darkness, and the ongoing rough. We become conscious of darkness only when we are without faith. Let yourself stand in faith of the light and the love that is beaming already right now through you. So let us close, and, and we're good with that for spiritual practice. Yes.
let us close with an affirmation to help anchor this in. And we'll say this twice to, through together. I let the light of love and faith light my way. I am the ever-returning light and the ever-being-born Christ. One more time. I let the light of love and faith light my way. I am the ever-returning light and the ever-being-born Christ. And so it is.